cave without it. I'll be there with the hammers of justice. And make no mistake, I will fucking kill you. It's not who I am underneath, but what I do. God, now you want to get nuts? Come on, let's get nuts. Let's dance, bozo. Uh, all right. <laughs> I was like, what's the intro to this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, and welcome to God's Study Limits, your premier podcast for all things Batman. He is vengeance. He is the knight. I'm Em, and that's all. He's not appearing in this episode of the show. Fuck Batman. <laughs> <laughs> I did actually read a Batman as, comic this week. As Dick Grayson once said famously, fuck Batman. <laughs> we're done with that motherfucker for like a couple weeks. Then we're going to go watch uh, Sub-Zero. Right. <laughs> um, But yeah, I actually read a Batman comic now that we're not talking about Batman every week. All right. Yeah. Hit me with the Batman. <laughs> uh, I read Ten Nights of the Beast. Um, This is Batman. I have not read this. Batman fights the KG Beast. It's stupid positive <laughs> i have never understood what people like about the kg beast uh th- there's not there's nothing there he's just a guy that batman fights like he has no character other than like he's a guy that batman fights Because um, like because like, we, we got into batman when we did uh kg beast just like we've got bane at home um even though yes. i know that's not how time works but that's the vibe he gives off now <laughs> yes um yeah, he um there there's nothing to him. He's just kind of a tough guy. It is cool when he cuts off his own hand to get out of Batman's trap. That's kind of cool. Uh but there's like nothing to him. I just thought it was four really good issues of of Batman where like, mm. you know, Batman's doing some detectiveing. Batman has to save Ronald Reagan from getting assassinated. Um stupid shit like that. <laughs> Alfred uh Alfred poses as Ronald Reagan for a bit there. That's pretty good. Oh uh, my god. <laughs> The they have a de- 80s. They have a decoy Ronald Reagan and uh Batman gets in the car after it's all done and he's like Alfred take off that mask and <laughs> it's fucking Alfred in a Reagan mask. Uh stupid stupid uh stupid story very good. Uh that's my that's my review of 10 Nights of the Beast. <laughs> okay, yeah. I did not do any Batman things. Oh, oh. I also learned on Coffee and Comic Books today something that I'm sure will bring you a great deal of misery. Which is that um, they have brought the Phantasm or Andrea Beaumont into DC continuity. And uh, it was for Tom King's run of Batman. Right after. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, sure. Right after he ditches Catwoman at the altar, he goes and uh, rekindles his old flame with Andrea Beaumont, it seems like. <laughs> Fucking stupid. Um, everything about Tom King Batman seems to exist to cause people to stress. So. Yes. <laughs> And that's even before you get to the part where, like, Tom King's an ex-CIA guy, so fuck him for real. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was just, like, Rick and I were talking about, yeah, it's weird she never shows up in the comics, and then I was looking at her Wikipedia, and she does, for the stupidest thing you could imagine. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, as anyone listening to any of the podcasts I'm on hopefully knows, uh, we regularly advocate for CIAs, but by that I do not mean the United States CIA, which is an evil institution because it upholds an awful <laughs> empire on our modern earth. I just mean the idea of when you are a state, you need some motherfuckers who will do some ill shit to protect state interests. When we mean the CIA, when we say the CIA, we mean the Dunedain. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, I'm. Let's I mean, I mean, I mean the Soviet police. <laughs> That's what I mean. <laughs> but it just gets people in such a weird way when you say things like that. Um, anyway, uh, that's it. Fuck Batman. As Fuck I said, Batman. we're done with him. Um, there's. Did you watch the most recent Flash movie trailer? Uh, I think I saw it during a commercials for an okay. NBA game. It looks bad. Dumb. <laughs> Uh, did just... you hear? Did you hear the thing that that's in that movie? Apparently, that everyone's mad about. No. Uh, they have uh, the CGI resurrected golem of Christopher Reeve in that movie. No. Yes, supposedly. Oh my god. Yes. That's dark. That's yeah. like. That's like worse than bringing back. Um, there are Tarkin at or... least three living Supermen you could use. You have Brandon Routh on your payroll. Like, yes. I know that yes. Superman movie is fucked. You've got the guy fucked, from the TV. But... You've got Routh. Uh, you've got, you've got, a, what's his face? Uh, Alt-right uh, Dean Cain. He's still oh, around. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would be, given the choice between Dean Cain or the the CGI golem of Christopher Reeve, I'm choosing Dean Cain every I'm still, time. Yes, I'm still choosing Dean Cain. I think it's better to pay living people than resurrect the dead with computers. I, I don't care how evil they are. <laughs> um, Man, that movie already looked fucking dire. Yeah. Um, that movie already looks like uh, Ezra Miller cannot be on set with anybody else uh, from that trailer I saw, so... Yeah, every every trailer uses the fucking uh, Michael Keaton going, you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts line. And I'm like, you can't quote it like that. That's, he doesn't. He's not even trying. Like, because yeah. <laughs> I've watched a lot of Michael Keaton movies. I can tell when he's trying and when he's not. And he's clearly yes. not here for this movie. <laughs> yes. Uh, anyway, fuck Batman. We fuck are Batman. watching Superman, the animated series. Yeah. Uh, this is a 54 episode show. Uh, that started airing September 6, 1996. Uh, this was uh, meant to be a tie-in to a 90 Superman movie that never coalesced. I assume they mean the uh, fucking... Nicolas uh, Cage one? Yeah, that, that'd be my guess. That sounds about right, right? I guess that, that sounds insane, but also yes. the <laughs> the Batman show we just watched supposedly is ties into yes. the... Uh, Tim Burton Batman movies and really has nothing to do with those. So This is yeah. also the 10-year anniversary of uh, Christ on Infinite Earths. Is it really? Yes. What? Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, which is which is fun because this uh, this tries to Superman. Unlike Batman, mm, that's not true. Batman has this more also, but I feel like Superman. It really different eras of comics have very different takes on Superman, which I think is more like varied than Batman. Um, yeah. Just in terms of what what can Superman do as a guy? Batman is always a detective. Sometimes he's like an evil fascist soldier detective. Sometimes he's a broken, sad little child dad detective. But he's always fucking Batman. He detects and sneaks right. and beats guys up. Superman, depending on where you're reading it, is like spinning in a circle to go back in time or is just like a guy with like who can jump really high. <laughs> or is like a father. Yes. <laughs> 
And uh, this this show tries to unify all of that. Of course, we were watching the first uh, three episodes, uh, which aired September 6, 1996, which is The Last Son of Krypton, parts one, two, and three. Uh, animation was by Coco and Dong Yang Limited, written by Alan Burnett and Paul Dini, uh, directed by Dan Reba in one and three, and uh, Scott Geralds and Kurt Geta in part two, and Bruce Timm in part three. The gang's bell here. Yeah, all hands on deck to make another fucking movie for our premiere. I, I, you mentioned that last week. I was surprised by how much this did just feel like a movie. Like this is all like yes. one continuous thing, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it deliberately is emulating the Christopher Reeve movie, which is like first act on Krypton, second act mm-hmm. Smallville, third act Metropolis. Um, I, I like that Christopher Reeve movie, but this is way better than that Christopher Reeve movie. I hear my fundamental problem with that Christopher Reeve movie is, and with all of the like that and two and um, even um, Superman Returns, which don't watch Superman Returns now. There's too many awful people involved with it. Not Brandon Routh. He's fine. Um, <laughs> I just want to clarify. I'm a fan of Brandon Routh as far yeah. as I know. Um, but um, their Lex Luthor sucks. And if your Lex Luthor sucks, you can't fucking do anything. Yeah, I just I don't. I love Gene Hackman. I just don't think that he works as Luthor in any way. Their version of Luthor is like a bumbling uh, like evil, like real estate guy is just such a, it's just not threatening in the modern era of like the super corporation. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't even really know what they're going for with yes. that. It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't feel like a, it doesn't feel like a, Oh, we're going to do like a Batman 66, like over the top silly thing. It just feels like it, it feels like they didn't have an idea. Yes. Uh, do you want to briefly summarize? And I mean, briefly don't go on forever about these three episodes. <laughs> yeah. So first episode, Jor-El is, um, uh, trying to tell everybody that Krypton is doomed and Brainiac is like, no, it's totally not doomed. And then Brainiac pieces out and, um, Jor-El sends Kal-El to earth. Episode two, like the first half is Clark in Smallville uh, starting to realize his powers. And then the second half of that episode is Clark um, arriving in Metropolis for the first time. And then episode three is like, you know, sort of the debut of Superman. He's like stopping, you know, a Lex Luthor plot to um, sell a giant robot to the Kaznian terrorists or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um it's a, it's a little weird in the third episode. It's still a great episode. Like the I don't know what's going on with the Kaznia stuff. I don't <laughs> who cares. Um most importantly, uh this this episode ends with uh you know, Superman floating outside of Lex Luthor's window uh and not saying anything and Lex just getting more and more and more mad and then he just says, "I'll be watching you" and flies away. And that's this whole show in a nutshell. <laughs> yes. Um it's the, these episodes are so fucking good. These episodes are fucking great. <laughs> yes. Other than I didn't like the Smallville part. The Smallville part didn't work for me. But um, I mean, the problem is, uh, Smallville is boring. Yes. <laughs> uh, I'm allowed to just, say that. I'm basically from there. <laughs> that's just inherent to the Superman mythos. It's got to be boring on some level. But like, mm-hmm. I don't care about young Clark Kent. Um. Going, I can see things uh, and having to deal with that. It's not interesting to me. Yeah. Um, um, also, as the, I mentioned to you before the podcast, um, sexy Bruce Tim teen Lana Lang broke my brain a little bit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so the thing 
this, as far as I can, as far as I know, I'm not an expert on Superman, especially historic Superman. This is the, this is a novel idea that Brainiac is the computer on Krypton. Like Brainiac's just a different, like space alien villain in other versions of Superman. I believe that's um, true. Yeah. So establishing him as like the original, like fated villain of Superman as like the overseer computer that saved itself and uh, wants to do Brainiac things, which is like consume all data and then destroy the thing it's consuming. So it never has to recatalog anything. Uh, mm-hmm. That's the whole Brainiac's whole deal. It doesn't, it only briefly comes up in these, but it will later become Brainiac's whole deal. Um, which big mood. I don't ever want to do anything twice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh is really good in reframing Krypton as like a going concern, right? Because mm. um, a lot of the times the Krypton stuff just isn't relevant. It doesn't feel relevant when you start with soup, when you start with Clark Kent walking into the Daily Planet. Um, all the Krypton stuff seems so distant. Like it's just bad, like backstory that exists, but like who cares? Um, yeah, and I think this, this first is... episode does good at establishing stakes and creating a villain that will come, obviously, come back and be mm-hmm. a big deal. I usually balk anytime that Jor-El shows up because I don't care about that character. Yes. Um, and this episode does such a good job of like, you get invested in him for, for one episode because you know he's going to die. Um, and like, we can just keep moving on. You know, we can yeah. set up plot threads that are going to dangle, but we can keep it moving. Also, I think putting the entire first episode on Krypton really establishes a new visual style for the show. Absolutely. Um, and and by new I mean stealing from Jack Kirby every time I can, <laughs> and not complaining. I'm perfectly happy with it. But like Batman could never do the landscapes and weird shit that like all the outfits that are in Krypton in this episode. Mm-hmm. I think it's really good. There's a lot. Of, there's a like, there's a like comic booky feel to the first episode where it, it's like, like you'll have like a shot of like Jarrell standing in front of like, you know, this weird alien landscape and it'll like sort of hang there. And it feels like it's, it feels like this could be a panel from a comic. And then there is like, you know, cut to like Brainiac talking to the, like basically clones that are, make up the Kryptonian police force. These are all the same yes. guy. <laughs> um, you know, it, there's a lot of like sort of like static images. It feels like almost that make up uh Krypton. Um, I really, I really like, uh, I really like that first episode. Um, I like it. And I also like how the whole show can move forward from here and we don't have to dwell on this. You know? Yeah. It's also like just big sci-fi. It's like really yeah. like golden silver age inspired, um, which is not what the, when we get to Metropolis, like that's a post-crisis Superman who cannot do it. This man's not going back in time by moving fast, right? Right, yeah. He picks up heavy things. He's got super speed, right? But he's not bending reality the way that Silver Age Superman literally could do anything. It became a real problem, infamously. People have off-lapooned Superman just being able to do whatever he needed. Um, Yeah. Like, the the Superman we see here, he's going to have laser vision at some point, but like, I mean, he does. He heats up the bar. and Yeah, but like, it's not like laser vision. It's like he stares at it and he heats it up. He's not shooting beams out of his eyes yet, you yeah. know? Uh, yeah. Which I think is like a nice little touch, but he's still yeah. coming into his power. Yeah, and partially this show and Justice League will go back and forth on how powerful Superman is. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is definitely a post-crisis Superman where he is picking up airplanes, but it's difficult, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. I was thinking so much about how people talk about like Superman's boring because he can do anything. And it's like this episode does a good job of like Superman can do anything, but it ain't going to be easy. He can like 
he can beat the hell out of that billion dollar like death robot, but it's not going to be easy. <laughs> also, the important thing of Superman stories is when you can do anything, um, but you're still just one person. How do you do anything all the time everywhere? And you mm-hmm. can't. And what does that look like? Right. <laughs> yeah. And I, I like this episode's also doing a good job of like, he's not like, he's going to be big blue boy scout over the course of the DCAU, but yeah. it's not like, that's also a thing that doesn't come like easy to him. Like he gets the guy out of the big mech and he's like, you want to go a few rounds without, uh, he like, he's like threatening that guy in a way that feels like unsuperman y, but in a way that I liked, you know? Um, it felt like he's a guy who gets pissed off. We all get pissed off. He's human, you know? <laughs> um, yes, that's true. Um, I, that guy is, is calling him. That guy is very funny considering it's, um, uh, what's his face? Uh, Malcolm McDowell. And he's about to be a recurring villain. Oh, uh, right. I forgot. Cause, Cause he's, he's future Metallo. He just isn't Metallo yet. <laughs> right, 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 right. Um, was I, so when teenage Superman in the Smallville section, yes. that's Jimmy's voice, right? That sounded Jimmy? like Jimmy Olsen's voice, but I wasn't sure. I, and I meant to look at the cast and I didn't. Oh, teenage is uh, Jason Marsden. Oh, um, okay. So still who is, who is like yeah. Max in a goofy movie. That's how I always think of him as the thing. He is um famous, uh, famous voice actor, mostly. Yes. Um, we have, we Ma- have a joking like, Max is his major. Him. His major role to me. <laughs> um, I'm like, what else is he even in? But I'm always like, oh, it's Max. Because he just sounds like... I I just stop and I go, that's fucking Max Goof. <laughs> <laughs> I always... For some reason, I always think of him playing like a million bit parts in um, Avatar The Last Airbender. Oh, okay. So... I'm not a huge Avatar head, I'll be honest with you. So don't really... It doesn't come uh, to mind. Yeah, you're fine. Don't, don't be like me. <laughs> <laughs> that show sucks. Uh, fair enough. Um, uh, so I don't really have much about the uh, Smallville stuff. Not interesting to me. Um, no, me neither. They do. They do preserve his uh, his ship. It's important to note his ship is not destroyed because he's going to fly it around in space because the Superman can't breathe in space. Because I one thing I remember about the show is Superman in a space suit, which is very funny to me. <laughs> I, because I think Superman, in the, um, in the, like, OP for this show, is Superman in a spacesuit fighting yes. Lobo, and I gasped yes. out loud, remembering that Lobo <laughs> is in this fucking TV Yeah, the show. main man, we're gonna get Lobo soon enough. Because um, <laughs> he's, um, he's voiced by Brad Garrett, who also voices Bibbo, who's in this episode. Like, it's really oh. weird to see Bibbo there, and I'm like, oh, wait, right, Brad, Brad Garrett pulls double duty. Bibbo, not... I don't remember Bibbo being a big part of Superman the Animated Series. I'll Me neither. <laughs> um, uh, I I knew intellectually, speaking of voice actors, how great Clancy Brown is. I forgot until I was watching the show. I was how... I was gonna save it, but <laughs> yes. Um, this show uh-huh. is when I watch a show, it it became my in to Superman also like we talked about last time, but also Lex Luthor's just the coolest motherfucker around. Yes. yes. He's evil. Yes. You cannot fix him. Um, but Clancy Brown's super uh, Lex Luthor, who's like visually based on Telly Savalas, um, which is fine. But I always saw him as like a, um, 
Uh, oh, why can't I think of that guy's name now? Um, I'm looking up Telly Savalas because I don't know who this is. Oh, Telly Savalas was on Kojak and he was uh, Blofeld in Honor Majesty's Secret Service. He's a famous bald actor. Um, oh, I've never seen that movie, but I know Blofeld. Yeah. Um, oh, wow. That's Lex Luthor. Holy shit. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, but I always think of him as a Yul Brynner type. I think of Lex Luthor's Yul Brynner, who is a very handsome man. Mm. And, uh, you think of everybody as you. Well, no, no, no. It has always been my ideal fan cast of Lex Luthor is Yul Brenner um, because he's great and uh, cool. Yeah, no, Yul Brenner as as a uh, as Lex would be fucking great. Um, but this Lex is just like charismatic. Uh, he's hunky. Uh, <laughs> like you literally see him with his shirt off, with like in like his second appearance. Um, as hunky as guys can get in the DCAU because they all got everyone's got same face except for fucking Lex Luthor. Um, yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> he's got a distinct face. Um, he's an evil businessman, but in a way we're like, this isn't really in the show yet. It's not in these episodes, but my read on Lex Luthor has always been like Lex Luthor is most interesting when he is the best human that like American culture can produce in terms of like potential. Not like uh-huh. morals or anything, but just in terms of potential. And unfortunately, he had to exist at the exact same time as an alien who could do anything did. And he just never got off of it. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> just just can't get over the fact that he has to be number two guy on Earth. Um, uh-huh. And I think that's compelling and cool. <laughs> I just yes. like that he's like, he could be he could be a hero. And sometimes he is a hero on accident or by choice. But he just chooses to be petulant about the fact that Superman is eating his lunch. He's salutatorian forever. Unfortunately. Yes. Yes. Um, I was, I was surprised we didn't get mercy in this episode. Um, yeah, no, no, they, they've not decided to give Lex Luthor a, uh, a Harley Quinn yet. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I love Lex in this episode and, um, I love, I love him just being like, you don't, you don't, you can't prove anything. Um, He's he's so he's so deliciously villainous in this. Yes. Um, yes. Not uh, not afraid of Superman uh, is like, oh, yeah, you got me. But like, what are you going to do about it? Yeah. Just sit there. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like I like all of his like back and forth with Lois, who is a constant thorn in his side. Um, Lois is so weird in this. <laughs> I. She is bizarre. <laughs> I think so, I like her. But it's I like weird. Um, I appreciate it. It's funny the way we did this, that we got, uh, we just watched Mask of Phantasm because they got Dan Delaney back to be Lois. They liked her as uh, Andrea Beaumont. So there's like, we're going to hire her to be regular in this mm-hmm. show. And she's great, which is good because she's like the best part of Mask of the Phantasm, basically. Um, and she's great here. Um, the way Lois is depicted is like, it's meant to evoke like the Margot Kidder Lois, right? Who's like kind of just like, Fast talking New York, yeah, broad who doesn't have time for Clark's Mickey Mouse bullshit, right? She she calls um, Perry White chief, yes, <laughs> um, but also she's like, just it like it reads a little mean in in the way that like because this dialogue's more naturalistic than like the Richard Donner Superman stuff, so she just reads as kind of mean to the new guy for no good reason. Uh, yeah, you get the sense that why she's while she's a good reporter, she also just kind of burns bridges by being like this. With like at like a rate. <laughs> um, also, she has the most unfathomable outfit. I I did like I posted about the outfit. And I was talking to some of my friends about it. So she's wearing a a purple like suit top uh, that's buttoned. That's like like deep V neck, seemingly no undershirt. If she's wearing a bra, it's got like it's really low. Um, right. 
it looks like she has nothing on under her suit jacket. Um, and there's a lot of shots that are like straight down her cleavage. Uh, it's not like animated because it's a kid show, but like I'm set. Bruce Tim has a type, you know? Yes. Um, yes. A, a white tennis skirt and and purple heels that perfectly match her suit jacket. It's it's like it's like a, it's like a sexy Halloween costume of a news anchor like outfit. It's outrageous. I'm like, the, you go the around, skirt like, is what gets to me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's like, it's like, it's like a little slutty and I'm not here to like judge. It's fine. It's just outrageous. She's like a cartoon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, well, and like, like there's a, the, the shot that really made the, the skirt like get to me was like, she <laughs> goes and like, you're sits always her... saying this. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> she like sits down on, um, Perry White's desk and yes. I'm like, every man in this room can look up your skirt right now, Lois. Yes. Like, and I yes. just feel like, <laughs> it is I just charged. feel like she wouldn't put up with it, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's really weird in that because he can't draw any other type of woman than like pinup bombshell. She's 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 stripper news reporter, but also she's still like the hard talking Margot Kidder version of Lois, who's like going to win a Pulitzer someday, right? Yeah. Um, and the two just make an insane combination. It's just like, what is what is this character? What is she about? Yes, like because she looks like this, and also she's like besties with Popeye the Sailor Man down at the docks. <laughs> <laughs> Bippo is such a funny guy to put in here because, like, I like Bippo, um, but he is like he only mat he only makes sense in a like a. It's been several because, like, if we ever read uh, Death or Winter Superman, Bippo's in that. He's like a relatively recurring like C tier character. He's like the man on the street for mm -hmm. like side stories, and that makes sense if you've been writing a bunch of comics and you need those kind of characters because, like, Superman's not really that guy and Lois isn't that guy. Um, but right it from the jump, you're really putting Bippo in on episode one? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Why? I mean, they put Jimmy Olsen in the episode one, and he doesn't do fuck all in this episode. <laughs> oh, I I hate this version of Jimmy Olsen. I hate him the, so the much. amount that Dick Grayson was like character assassinated in Batman, they just turned that <laughs> dial to eleven for this this BK Kids Club Jimmy Olsen just here to fucking like badly do an ollie on a skateboard and tell you to be radical as he goes he leaves the office he looks like he's 12 uh he dresses like it's 1985 i hate him i hate him so much well and i like there's the scene of clark and jimmy at the library and clark is doing research and jimmy's just like and here's this photo i took and here's this photo i took and i'm like I don't even understand why Clark would be friends with this 12 year old. Like, I don't understand. Yes. I don't understand why Perry White is inviting this fucking kid into his office to talk about the Superman story. This kid yes. is not to be taken seriously. <laughs> and like, I'm something I understand that like, he's meant to be the like audience surrogate character, right? Who's like, oh, sure. like, this is what he traditionally was even in the like old comics. He's meant yeah. to be the younger character that the young audience reading Superman gets to identify with looking up to Superman. I've never thought those characters are, I think, I think the idea that kids need a relatable character to project themselves onto is a thing only adults think. I don't think this is yeah. real. Cause as a kid, I hated these characters. Sometimes I find them charming now, but everyone I know doesn't like this type of character. Yeah. I uh, didn't like them as kids. Just never found them compelling. Um, because an, another, a, if you're a kid reading, watching Superman and you see this, dweeb kid running around you're gonna resent him for hanging out with superman and being a loser uh just being <laughs> a loser you're like why is he acting like a child when i'm cooler than this guy i just doesn't make it never made any sense to me mm -hmm. um and jimmy olsen should be better than this <laughs> I, will, I will say jimmy olsen should be better than this 
I don't have strong Jimmy Olsen feelings. I really like hot Jimmy Olsen from Supergirl. That's my Jimmy Olsen feeling. <laughs> yeah, the the problem is that I don't have I don't have like a Jimmy Olsen that I can point to as like this is the Jimmy Olsen that I wish yes, this was, you either. know. Yeah. Whereas like Dick Grayson, part of the problem was that I was like, I like every other Dick Grayson except this one, you know? Yes. Yes. <laughs> but this kid is an instantly annoying. And you're like, why is he here? What what are we doing here? I guess I like Jimmy when he's hanging out with the Newsboy Legion. I guess I I can I can imagine that Perry White thinks it's cute to have this kid around taking photos. Right. Yes. Uh, That's a very Perry White thing to do. I can't imagine Lois would give this kid any time of day. No, she would tell him to fuck himself and like slam the door in his face. (laughs) Yeah, she would like uh, when she was being nice, she would be like, hey, kid, why don't you go, you know, take pictures of like zoo animals for me. Like, Hey kid, why don't you do do this? Like fucking useless assignment for me. Yeah. You know? She'd be like, she'd be like, I want a, 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 a like low fat latte every three hours on the dot. Yes, exactly. Thank you. <laughs> Four shots are in it or you're fucking fired. Yes. <laughs> um, she does tell Superman he has a nice ass. They hide it in this episode, but it's they, like, damn, she immediately is like, I jump him. He's hot. Yeah. Also, there's the vibe with her and like Lex. Like, I mean, there's the whole thing. It's like, oh, yeah, like we could have been an item. And I said, no, because he's evil. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I was I was surprised. I was like surprised and not surprised uh, uh, at the like, you know, Superman goes and meets her um, and she's like, oh, what do you get up to after hours? You know? Yes. Um, And I was like damn, they put that in this kid's show. And then I was like, it's very believable that this group of people puts that in the kid's show. (laughs) This Um, Superman is not, I mean, because this is post-Christ Superman, this is not like Christopher Reeve bumbling nerd Superman, right? Like, or Clark. This Clark is like very self-assured. He's like, ma'am, I got hired because I'm good at my job, right? This this kind of guy, right? It's a different kind of Clark Kent. I, I really like this version of Clark Kent who genuinely believes in the work that he does in his day job. Yes. Um, it, it's extremely charming when Clark is just earnestly like, yes, I, I pick planes out of the sky when they crash, but it's more important that I talk about the injustice in the world that Superman can't punch. <laughs> yes. This is, this is a Clark who, cause there's that thing that people like to say sometimes of like, Oh, you know, Clark is this guy's and Superman's the real guy. And this oh, feels the fucking like Kill Bill Volume Two speech. It's dumb. Oh as fuck. yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. This feels like no, really. Clark is the guy. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Clark is the guy who's flying home uh, after work and like talking to Mon Pa Kent, uh, and he's not going there all the time. But when he needs to, he can go there and he can let his guard down. Um. I I like DCAU, Ma and Pa Kent, uh, but the way they are in these three episodes is a little weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so hopefully hopefully I warm up to them a little bit more. My I mean, main... we're eventually going to get that Christmas episode, and then we'll yeah. have a great time, because that's just a classic all-timer episode. Yeah, when I say I like Ma and Pa Kent and the DCAU, what I mean is I like comforts and joys. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I just think, I don't, I just don't see Superman's like seek like set dual identity thing as an interesting avenue to Superman. Superman is just I feel like he's a man with ultimate self-assurance. Like yeah. one of his powers is he just doesn't worry too much about like who's the real me. He's he doesn't have Bruce's tortured nature, like, oh, I want to give up being Batman. He's like, sometimes I'm Superman, sometimes I'm Clark Kent, and I'm the same guy both times. Yeah. And the world just doesn't doesn't need to know that. <laughs> he does he's not ever holding the glasses and like looking mournful, like yes. you know, Batman at the end of Mask of the Phantasm. You yeah. know? 
Um, yeah, I I really like these three episodes. I hope that the rest of this season keeps up this level of quality. I'm sure yes. there will be some stinkers. It'll it'll be figuring itself out, but um, just really happy to like start on a positive note with the show. Um, because this these are really good episodes. Yes. We did get introduced to Kaznia, which will show up more often as we go um, every once in a while. Because um, if I remember correctly, there's some Justice League shit about Kaznia because they they need an evil Eastern European nation. That was the thing is I couldn't figure out if it was evil Eastern European nation or evil um, Middle Eastern nation. And that was the thing that was giving me pause about Kaznia. Yes. Um, I'm not going to say it's like, totally fine if it's an it's if it's a evil east europe but it's better <laughs> mm, i don't know about that <laughs> you know what fair fair yeah yeah um, uh, i just remember the chasm is still coming up again with vandal savage which is way later because he's not anywhere close to the show in this season i think uh, i forgot i don't like vandal savage i don't like dcau vandal savage i like I like Scandal Savage, and thus I must like Vandal Savage a little bit, is my answer. <laughs> <laughs> because she's um, fucking cool. What if your dad was just an asshole because he lived forever? Um, there's there's one Justice League episode with, with the Vandal Savage I think is really good, actually. Because there's uh, one, if I remember correctly, where is it, it might just be Superman gets tossed to like like uh like commandy the last man times and it's just vandal savage there like yeah everyone's dead, it's just me, motherfucker. And they have to like get along and it's really good. <laughs> Um, I, my main Vandal Savage thing is season one of Legends of Tomorrow, which oh, I yeah. really like, uh, the first season of that show. Yes. Um, but Vandal Savage is not why that is Yeah, good. exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, everything else about that show is good. Not that part. And certainly yeah. not Hawkman. That show does get a lot better once they kill fucking Hawkman. Hey, you know what's, you know who's never been good in the history of anything DC's ever done? fucking Hawkman. He doesn't even show up in this, because, like, Hawkgirl... Hawkgirl's obviously going to be in Justice League, but do they ever... I don't remember Hawkman ever showing up. You extremely don't remember Justice League, then. Okay, okay. Because mm. they know, do I, the I'm, whole... I'm getting a picture in my whole, head. They do the whole, like, Hawk... Was it Thanagarian invasion, and she's, like, caught between two sides as the hawk people try to in conquer earth this is like one of the season ends in justice league oh you know what i remember this face okay. yes i remember this yeah. okay. hawkman always sucks the the egyptian uh resurrected through time version of hawkman sucks the space the warlord space alien version of hawkman sucks every hawkman sucks you know just a bad hero this is reminding me of when uh, Hawkman shows up in uh, Harley Quinn uh, in the Valentine special. <laughs> just and they just the... they just talk about how they've been like basically like trapped with each other through history because they're the re resurrected Egyptian god version of Hawkman. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> when he shows up in that show for the writers to also say Hawkman sucks, that's good actually. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, no time for Hawkman. Hawkgirl's fine. Um, yeah, but Hawkman, mm, bad bad hero. Uh, I don't know if I have that much else. We're obviously just talking about some shit we're going to see someday. Yep. But excited to to watch the show. Me the fuck too. Um, uh, we do yeah. doing two episodes next time. Yeah. So we're going to be watching fun and games and uh, a piece of home. I think don't quote me on this, but I think the release date of Superman the Alien series is very normal compared to Batman. Okay. 
Uh, I was going to try and look up what these episodes are, but you know what? I'm not. I'm just going to leave it. Um, well, I, a, little, a Little Piece of Home probably is about Kryptonite because it's called A Little Piece of Home. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> yes. And when Superman gets, when when baby Kal-El gets pulled into the black hole, 8,000 rocks definitely come with him. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I did love that Jor-El's plan uh, to save Krypton was to fucking all peace out to the Phantom Zone. Like, what are you going to do? How do you I, get out of the Phantom Zone? <laughs> what do you, you do when you go, go to the Phantom Zone? If I were the people of Krypton, I also would be like, no, fuck you. I'm not going to the Phantom Zone. <laughs> the whole point of the Phantom Zone is you can't get out from the Phantom Zone. So, I mean, I, like he has a place like one person will stay behind and open the gate once Krypton's destroyed. I'm like, that's there's a lot of faith in something that could go very wrong and everyone's trapped in super prison forever. Yeah. Yeah. If I were if I were like, you know, the president of Krypton, I'd be like, no, Jor-El, you go in the Phantom Zone and I'll be the one staying outside. Thank but you also, very much. <laughs> hey, maybe Krypton, uh, the people of Krypton, maybe you shouldn't have a hell dimension where you put all your prisoners. Maybe. Possibly. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's a little fucked up. <laughs> um, where can people find you online? You can find me on Twitter at em underscore being. Uh, you can check out my podcast at abnormalmapping.com. If you go to the bestgame.club uh, on Monday, hopefully, fingers crossed, our episode on Chrono Cross will be up. Yay. Um, and I'm really looking forward to recording that at eight o'clock tomorrow morning. Not recorded that early in, in ages, in years, literal years. Um, so, well, you can find me on Twitter at a terminal underscore coffee. You can find me on co-host at a terminal. Um, I don't. I all I do there these days is uh post show notes for coffee and comic books. I did those today, and that's a lot of fun. Um, <clears throat> and exportaud.io or Patreon.com/slash/exportaudio to support this show and all the other stuff that we do. Uh, dollar a week, dollar a month <laughs> gets you this podcast a bunch of early, a bunch of others a week early. Yeah. Just the ability to speak flying out the window. Listen, we went over 30 minutes and I can't talk anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Never mind the fact that I regularly record three hour podcasts. If this one gets over 30 minutes, I'm out. (laughs) Oh, yeah, fair enough. Um, Yeah. We don't. What's our sign off now? Are we still saying Batman? Uh, Yeah, sure. Why not? I don't know. If you want to invent new ones, go ahead. But I don't really care. No, no. Let's just keep saying Batman, I guess. You know, you know what a fa- you know what a famous person once said: uh, Batman and Robin will never die. <laughs> so I think until next time, Batman. Batman. Batman.